Doing well, Jason. How are you? Appreciate you joining the program here today. And also, I appreciate being a part of your weekly OG briefs as well. Uh, we'd like to get a oil and gas weekly update. And John Clark, founder of Clark Energy Consulting, is going to do that for us. And he has a weekly briefs, which uh, he aptly calls OG Brief. So we're going to find out what's going on in the O, which I assume means oil. And then we'll find out what's going on in the G, which I assume means gas. So John Clark, how are you doing today? Doing well, Jason. How are you? Excellent. Thank you for asking. And let's start off with the O side of things. What's the weekly brief in oil? Well, uh, every Wednesday, the EIA releases their weekly report of inventories. And so uh, the, re the report for the week ending last Friday came out this morning. The analysts expected a 400,000 barrel build, and the EIA actually reported a 2.5 million barrel draw for last week. So the inventories were down. Uh, following the oil price, we actually saw it sell off a little bit this morning, dipped below $58 a barrel but uh, leveled off somewhat compared to what we saw last week uh, as uh, General Soleimani uh, and oil prices reached $65 a barrel and ultimately sold off. We dipped below $60 per barrel for the first time this year. And actually today, the Organization of Petroleum Exporting Countries, OPEC, uh, released their monthly oil market report. And it actually stated that they, they increased their forecast for 2020 world oil demand growth by 140,000 barrels. So they expect there to be a growth of around 1.22 million barrels per day. And they also nudged their global economic growth forecast to 3.1% for 2020, uh, while cutting their production growth estimate by a slight 34,000 barrel per day mark to 2.17 million barrels per day uh, so that's interesting and i think there's a few dynamics i had a chance to read through it briefly uh, we'll we can cover this more next week as well but uh, opec sees oil prices um, or oil demand growing as a result of a strengthening global economy um, net tomorrow the International Energy Association, or IEA, they'll release their monthly oil market report, and so we can talk more about that next week. These are two reports I follow every month in addition to the weekly inventories number and uh, gives a little bit of an idea on supply and demand. You know, we, we hear a lot through traditional media channels about supply, and the over, especially with shale supply being so strong. We don't always hear about demand, and these two reports are good indicators of demand and kind of the global economy. John Clark, founder of oil, founder of the Clark Energy Consulting, sorry, the um, OG brief. I got oil and gas weekly update, which I, I always forget to mention. That's what we're doing right now. It's the crude life oil and gas weekly update. John Clark, the founder of Clark Energy Consulting, just giving us the oil part, the O of the weekly OG brief that he does, puts out with his organization. Now I'd like to transition to the gas side of things. You know, you mentioned the demand side. Of course, 
Mexico has just been waiting for us to open up our pipeline so we can get some natural gas down there. So natural gas is in demand, but these pipelines need to get built. Um, I'm not sure what your uh, uh, microchasm and the, and the weekly report says of the uh, gas update. I know what the existential and the 5,000 foot view is, but what's going on on the weekly update on the gas side of things? Well, natural gas is um, pricing is dictated a lot in the winter on temperatures and uh, obviously natural gas being a uh, heating component and then in the summertime a power generation source uh, oftentimes in the winter when these cold uh, spells break across I know last week uh, I think it's it we had tornadoes in Texas and it snowed in Dallas so uh, <laughs> and it's about 75 degrees in Houston today so go figure but uh, we saw uh, yesterday nat gas uh, about two and a quarter sold off slightly today we're sitting at about two dollars and 12 cents i think that um you know the weather and and will dictate price but we should we should uh i don't think we'll we'll see natural gas go below two dollars uh we may you know we may see 250 later this year but um it's hard to say to say with the way weather swings sometimes how's the weather in north dakota there jason 20 below today, no kidding. Wow. I know, it's. I'm absolutely not kidding at all. You know, one of the things in, in North Dakota that uh, happens quite a bit is uh, the governor has to waive uh, driving restrictions when it comes to hauling propane because of uh, agriculture, you know, the, the grain drying and, and crop grind, drying and that sort of thing. That That's another element of natural gas that, if some pipelines and some, um, um, I, I call it the uh, smart, clever science projects that they have going on at these different well sites and just some other things. There's just so many uses that natural gas can get used for. I, I, it's, it's a shame that it's, it's three bucks um, for the companies out there. I get it for, you know, it's nice to heat your house for 100 bucks a month and 50 bucks a month and that sort of thing. But on the flip side of things, it's a it's a shame to see all that natural gas wasted out there when there's so many different uh, uses for it. But anyway, it's um, we're not going to solve that problem today. But it is cold up here today. Hey, to answer your question, it's 20 below. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, you know, actually, something interesting in the news recently: Russia announced a new gas pipeline they are building, a 400 billion dollar investment to send gas to China. And it's interesting, uh, you know, natural gas, especially in Asia, is is always in demand for power generation. And the switching from coal to cleaner natural gas is is kind of really the future. But it's taken some time to get there. Russia's always had a hold on Europe uh, as far as power generation. And uh, now this gas pipeline uh, will help Russia diversify. Uh, but it's also changing the commercial side for LNG exports to to be able to be sent to Europe, uh, which is interesting. The you know LNG and, and a company like Chenier here out of Houston, um, they've been working on many terminals in Louisiana and, and Houston to uh, to send that gas. Um, they're starting to to make uh, you know positive cash flow, and and I think the market for LNG is interesting. Another topic that I'll be covering in more detail this year is 
something called IMO 2020. It's uh, the International Maritime Organization has actually uh, changed their requirements for marine vessels. They must reduce their sulfur uh, content of their fuel from previously three and a half percent to half a percent. And that was effective January 1st of this year. Uh, And there's a couple ways that they can do this, either by installing scrubbers in those vessels or by uh, mixing distillates with uh, or other low sulfur fuels. Uh, and then the third option would actually be using LNG uh, for as a transport fuel. So an interesting time. Um, you know, there's actually a fun fact. There's more, the, there's more oil. The weight of the oil that's transferred across the oceans is actually more than the weight of all the fish in the sea. So that's how big we're talking about. Um, and then, you know, the, uh, the recent attacks and the Middle East, uh, I think the forecast for this year, which I'll be talking more about next week, uh, my outlook for 2020, uh, there is a component of geopolitical risk and, and, and obviously what's going on in the Middle East. So uh, stay tuned for that. John Clark, founder of Clark Energy Consulting. Yeah, I tell you, once, once the pipelines down in Texas, the Permian, Corpus Christi, over in even uh, Louisiana, Lake Charles, when those processing petrochemical plants get finished, you know, when those investments come to fruition and that pipeline gets opened up to Mexico and you're going to start to see uh, a whole new market open up. You mentioned the, the Russia-China pipeline. That's going to change everything. Natural gas, in my opinion is about the safest investment when it comes to fossil fuels and almost any energy, actually, because I just saw a today where another solar plant, they're shutting down because they figured out that they can't make it work and they can't um, ha- have any use for it now because the technology is too old and wind energy is having its issues as well. And um, coal and crude oil have, have been fighting their battles and everything natural gas though you only got one hydrocarbon there so i mean you're pretty clean you're pretty clean and and that's i think going to be the the kind of the compromise and you're going to see natural gas over the next 20 years um not only be a steady investment but i think it's going to be a a really good climber slow and steady it's going to be one of those steady eddy ones that's just gonna you know the mcdonald's and coke if you will of uh of 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 their particular industries i don't know if you got any comments on that but that's kind of my 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 five thousand foot view of um where where the ong is is kind of looking right now absolutely and you know i i recall when i first went into the oil and gas industry in 08 uh i, I recall natural gas prices being almost ten dollars in mcf and and then we discovered shale in the Barnett and then the Marcellus, and now we're awash with natural gas. But it's it's uh, abundant in in our country, and and it's a clean, cheap energy source. The rest of the world is, you know, ma- the majority of the world is still burning dirty fuels like coal and, and even oil in some parts, and or some places don't even have energy. And I, I really see natural gas as being an uh, you know a solution, and, and not just a bridge fuel but a destination fuel for the future all right how can people get your report how can people subscribe how can people utilize your services uh go ahead and give yourself a plug for 
uh, what services you provide, how you make them uh, money on a regular basis. And then you mentioned it's a, it's a weekly OG brief. So I imagine there's some sort of uh, social connection or some sort of newsletter involved or email address. So let's, let's uh, hear all the different uh, variables so people can stay informed. Yeah, you can visit ClarkEnergyConsulting.com. Feel free to subscribe to the newsletter. Uh, I'll be providing market research and commentary specifically for investment consulting and industry professionals focused in oil and gas. My background, I'm a petroleum engineer. I follow oil price and gas prices pretty regularly. Uh, I'll be providing some commentary on on that, a kind of global picture, and uh, happy to uh, hear your feedback and some topics you'd like to hear as well. So please reach out and uh, um, looking forward to continuing to talk on the crude life with Jason Spies.